Welcome to the Around the Net podcast powered by Callaway Golf. Here's your host, AJ Volpel. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode number four of the Around the Net podcast powered by Callaway Golf. I'm your host, AJ Volpel, coming to you from Callaway headquarters here in sunny Carlsbad, California. This is indeed a podcast where we chat about all things as it relates to the metropolitan area and our very good friends at the Metropolitan Golf Association. So we are riding a serious momentum high from our last episode, which featured Shinnecock Hill Superintendent John Jennings, one of the nicest, classiest people in the entire game. And if you listen to the podcast, you probably would agree with me. Uh, he dropped some serious knowledge as he prepared for the U.S. Open at Shinnecock and what a U.S. Open it was uh, between the course conditioning, uh, the play from Kepka. I mean, I got to gotta tip your cap to the guy. Uh, he made every single putt on Sunday, uh, deserving back-to-back champ. I mean, what else could you say? Uh, but if you haven't listened to that episode with Superintendent John Jennings, I highly suggest you do so, but only after this one because uh, this is something, this is a podcast where we are going to try something a little bit different. Um, and that is taking your swing advice. We have solicited your questions through MJ's social channels for none other than one of the most knowledgeable and recognizable instructors in the entire golfing world. And I'm talking, of course, about Hank Haney. Yes, the Hank Haney. We do not mess around here on the Around the Med podcast. This is the first ever Met mailbag with your questions. Uh, so what I did, I dug through all the questions that came in, and we had a ton, so thank you very much for getting them in. And I selected um, about a dozen of them um, and a bonus one for the end. So make sure you tune into the entire show because you don't want to miss the bonus question at the very end. Uh, But before we get to Hank and your swing questions, I want to quickly remind you about the new Callaway Chrome Soft Golf Ball. Yes, here is the quick plug that's going to help your game out more or maybe more than the questions and advice that you're going to get from Hank Haney. Uh, There's a reason why Callaway is the fastest growing golf ball brand since 2013, guys. Chrome Soft is engineered with the most cutting edge technology of any ball on the market. Our engineers infuse graphene. Yes, graphene. It's one of the strongest, lightest, and most flexible materials in the world to the outer core of the golf ball. That allowed them to make the inner core larger and softer which promotes higher launch and less spin. So if you have not tried this ball out, get to your club, your local green grass, your local retailer, get a dozen, try them out, compare them to your gamer golf ball if you've never tried them. You will not be disappointed. That is why thousands of golfers are switching over. So if you want some more information on it, check out callawaygolf.com slash chromesoft. You'll get all the details there, videos, photos, everything your heart desires to change to a different golf ball because this one is pretty special, you guys. Um, So check that out. And it is time for Hank Haney and your swing questions right after these words. If you guys missed the ship show on Tuesday, June 19th, this is me, Ethan Gannot, and Tyler Sheehan right over there. We had guest golf coach to PGA Tour, web.com tour, LPGA Tour players, 
collegiate and developing players, Jeff Leishman, who is the coach of our very own Daniel Berger. Tyler, what did you learn from Jeff? Two keys from Jeff. Find a shot shape that works for you and stick with it and tighten up that dispersion pattern and apply that to the golf course you're playing. It was awesome talking to Jeff. If you missed it, dial in the ship show from Tuesday, June 19th. This is Ethan and Tyler. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Around the Met. Very special guest on the line right now because golfers need help with their swing. And we have maybe the best to ever do it, Hank Haney. Hank, thank you so much for, for joining us. There are a lot of eager golfers out there ready to hear what you have to say. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. It's always my pleasure. Love helping people. I mean, that's uh, that's my deal. That's what I do. So, I mean, uh, fire away here. Yeah, and, and just uh, give a quick plug to your uh, Sirius XM show where – um, you know, where you take phone calls all the time and, and could help golfers pretty much every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Sirius XM, PGA Tour Radio, I'm on uh, every day from uh, 10 to 12 Eastern time. And we, well, we have a lot of fun with the show and help a lot of people play better golf. That's, uh, that's what makes the game great. I mean, everyone wants to play better and everyone can improve. So we're trying to help them. And I'm going to hopefully do that today, too. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So uh, what we did was we solicited questions uh, from our good friends from the Metropolitan Golf Association. Uh, they got a lot of good ones. We narrowed it down to about uh, 10 of them. So we are going to start with Michael from New Hyde Park, Hank, who asks, what's a good rule of thumb when it comes to ball position and flighting a shot? How far forward? How far back? Open, cl open stance, close stance, narrow stance. What is the general rule of thumb? Well, to, to be honest with you, if, if you're trying to flight shots, you shouldn't really be changing your ball position uh, because when you swing a club, you swing on an arc, and that arc goes from inside to straight to inside. So when you change the ball position relative to your stance, then then you're going to contact the ball too early or too late in your swing. It's it's not a bad way to do it if if you if that's your only option, but it's not the the, the best way to do it. Uh, you know, if you're punching out from the trees, okay, put the ball back in your stance because you don't have to be so accurate. You just want to make sure you keep the ball down. Uh, if you just got to get up any way you can and you've got a decent lie, okay, you can put the ball a little farther forward in your stance just to get up over that tree. But if you want to be accurate, you don't change that, that ball position. You change the, the, the way you swing the club. So you have a shorter uh, backswing, shorter follow-through when you're trying to flight the ball down. You have a, a bigger, uh, wristier swing, if you will, with, with a, a different release where you let the club come through, so you're adding some loft to the club when you want to hit the ball high. And there's really two different ways to, to hit it high or low. Uh, one of them is by moving the ball around in your stance, but the other one is, is by adjusting your swing a little bit. And it just kind of depends on your skill level, which one you want to go with. All right, beautiful. There you go, Michael. There is... The Met Bell mailbag question number one. We are going to jump right to number two from Joseph in Islip, New York, who asks, I am a high spin rate, high ball flight player. What drills can I work on to lower the launch and lower the spin on my driver and long irons? Well, the main thing when I hear somebody say that they spin it too much is, is that you're releasing the club at impact so that you're adding loft to the club. That's the, the, the biggest issue you have. 
and you're hitting on the collapse with your with your lead lead wrist. So if you're a right-handed player, your left wrist is breaking down. You need to re- to release the club more, where you feel like you're bowing your wrist or turning your knuckles to the ground as you as you come through. You got to get that that release better. I would practice hitting some punch shots, just some some little shots where you you, you take a three-quarter swing, but really abbreviate your follow-through and specifically try to keep the club lower to the ground as you're coming through the shot. The more the club head comes up, the more you're going to be flipping with your wrist coming through, and that's going to be adding loft, and that also adds spin uh, through the through the flight of the golf ball, and that's that's what you're you're struggling with. It sounds like so uh, a release where you turn your knuckles down is what you want to focus in on on your on your lead hand, knuckles down, and finish with it with a more a more extended follow through and with the club pointing down a little bit. Love it, love it. All right, let's keep it going, baby. Uh, Mike in Stamford, Connecticut. I routinely hit the ball well, but I struggle mightily on the greens. What is the first thing a double-digit amateur should look for when they are walking around the greens? What is a good routine to get into? All right, Hank. Well, I mean, that's a good question. And the, the biggest biggest problem amateur golfers have is speed control. They don't they don't hit the putts the right speed. They worry way too much about the line of the putt, not enough about the speed of the putt. The speed determines your uh, next putt, how long it's going to be, and it determines your really percentage of possible makes because if you don't hit the ball the right speed you can't you can't get the line correctly so when you're looking at the green walk around the green and the first thing you're trying to determine is are you uphill or are you downhill that's that's the number one thing uphill downhill and determine the speed of that putt that you're going to hit and focus in on your distance control when you stand up and get ready to hit the putt your your thought needs to be how hard am I going to hit this putt? I want to roll this ball the right speed. You've got to have a thought in your mind like that. Don't worry about the line because you've already taken care of that with your aim. Worry about the speed that you're going to hit the putt. That's so funny. We had Tom Watson in the office yesterday, and he literally said the exact same thing. That's, uh, that's really funny. So <laughs> I take it from two of, two of the best right there. So, Mike, take that, take that routine to the green. We're going to jump to Nick from Paramus, New Jersey. Nick says... What is the one teaching aid that you continue to pick up to help your students? Oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it all depends on what their mistake is. Here's the thing about teaching aids. Every one of them is, is good for, for something. Uh, but but not but n- none of them are necessarily good for for everything, and what I mean by that is is if you have a specific mistake in your swing, it, one teaching aid might help, and another teaching aid might be you know n- not what you need at all. I like the ones that will will help everybody. So uh, in that regard, you have to look at the speed the speed producers, the teaching aids that will help you produce more speed. Those are the ones that I really like because to me. Distance is the most important factor in the game of golf. It totally determines your potential. And if you're going to up your potential in the game, you want to get more speed. So any training aid you can work with that will help you gain more speed would be a good training aid for every player who plays the game. Love it. All right. Now we are going to go a little bit south. We're going to go to the Bronx and Jimmy. Jimmy in the Bronx. All right, Jimmy. (laughs) I I have an above average club head speed but I never seem to fully turn my hips. Are there any drills I can do to promote full rotation so that I finish facing my target? 
Well, I mean, here's the thing. When you analyze your, your, your game, you have to analyze based on what your golf ball is doing. And rather than starting with what you think you're doing wrong with your body, like what Jimmy's talking about, he's not mm-hmm. turning his hips all the way through, start with what your miss is. What is your big miss? You're trying to fix your big miss. Eliminate your big miss, you're going to be a better player. Now, if someone is, is a right-handed player and they're hooking it too much, one possible correction would be I want you to turn through the golf ball more, finish with your hips through to facing the target, what that does is it'll help you to slow down the closing of the club face and it'll essentially get the timing between your body and your hands and arms better, coordinated, so that you you get a more square club face and not a closed one. If your body's too slow or doesn't completely turn through, your hands are more likely to cross over. But I'm assuming you hit the you hook the golf ball. Mm-hmm. If you hit the ball to the right, then that might be the exact opposite Uh, of what I would tell you to do. In other words, I wouldn't probably tell you to turn through with your hips more if you're hitting it to the right. So make sure you, you focus first on diagnosing what your golf ball is doing instead of what you're doing wrong. Everybody seems to pick on something that they do wrong, something that they don't like in their swing, and the reality of it is is a lot of times people are working on, on things that really don't have anything to do with fixing their big miss. So that's where you want your thought process needs to be. All right, Jimmy, there's your advice. And now we're going to go to Rich in Rye, which is a, a great question and a, a question that we saw pretty often in this mailbag. So uh, Rich from Rye, New York, asks, I can sometimes develop a quick backswing and transition. What is the best way to keep my tempo under control? Oh, boy. You know, this is, uh, you know, you know, you know what I, I always say? You, you take a, a, a fast, lousy swing and you slow it down. You know what you're left with? A, la- a slow, lousy a, swing. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're left with, a slow, lousy swing. I, I, I think to, to a certain extent it's one of the most overdone uh, pieces of advice that, that is given. I mean, everybody says, yeah, you swung too fast, you swung too quick. It, and it's like it's a universal cure for everything. You hook it, you're too quick. You hit it to the right, you're too quick. I mean, you have fat or thin, you're too quick. Focus on what your club is doing, not necessarily on what, what the speed is doing. I mean, I, I understand, yeah, tempo and rhythm, have they have a, a place, and people do get off. But the, the reality of it is is that everybody does that. I mean, when you get nervous, everybody swings a little bit faster, and blaming every bad shot on, on tempo it's just to me is it's just so overdone. I mean, I, I want to know the, the the you know the same question, the same answer to the to the last question from the from the our our last question. What's your miss? Mm-hmm. See, everybody starts off and and they they've already jumped to the conclusion of what they think they're doing wrong. Like like this question is based. Okay, I'm, I'm hitting it bad because my tempo's off. But I, but we haven't even discussed what your bad shot is. Focus on what your bad shot is first. Figure out what's happening at impact. Figure out what your club is doing to cause that particular impact. And then then start to figure out, okay, what am I doing with my body, my hands, my arms to cause this club to do something wrong? And and then, yeah, maybe, maybe it is the timing. Maybe it is the tempo of your swing that, that's the problem. But you don't know that unless you start at the beginning. And, and that's the, the biggest thing that, I, that I, I see 
is people just like blame everything on the tempo <laughs> of their swing. There's just a lot more to it than that. Right. After every bad shot, oh, I swung too hard. I swung too fast. Yeah. You know, without like even without even thinking about where the ball went. It could have went left. It could have went right. And that's like the the general kind of blame for, yeah. for bad shots. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, all right. There's no such thing as swinging too fast, AJ. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I know. Tell people, I tell people, you swing too fast, you, you know, because people call my radio and say, Hank, my swing is too fast. I'm like, well, boy, you must be hitting it too far. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, it's a very unique problem. I, I don't think I've ever heard of that problem, to be honest with you. There's, there's no such thing as swinging too fast. You have to have tempo, though. The tempo and the rhythm and the timing, you got to get the body, hands and arms to work together. But focus on your miss first and, and, and then – you can uh, go from there to, to figure out what you're doing wrong. Love it, love it. All right, we have a couple more left. We are going to go Sean in Smithtown, New York, uh, over on Long Island. Do you teach any differences in setup or swing when hitting a fairway wood off the tee versus off the fairway? Uh, good, good, good question. Mm -hmm. not, not really. I mean, it's the same, same shot. You want more of a sweeping motion with a fairway wood. And with a driver, you hit up a, a, a little bit. Uh, just a, a few degrees, I may, I, you know, to get your ideal distance. With the fairway wood, you want to hit a little more level. If you have a good lie, you can hit up a tiny bit. If you have a bad lie, well, you might need to hit down a little bit more. If your swing is such that you hit down a little bit, you can get away with it with a fairway wood, you know, as long as it's not too much of a downward motion. Um, but ideally, you're making the same swing, whether it's on a tee or whether whether it's off the ground. Same same swing. Uh, just off the tee, obviously, gives you a little more room for air, especially if you're somebody who tends to hit up on the ball. But, uh, you know, not, not necessarily the case if you're somebody who hits down on it. It all depends on your particular miss. But try for just one good swing. One good swing off the tee or on the ground, same swing. All right. We're down to our last five questions. And remember, you guys, if your question is not answered here, uh, Hank Haney Golf Radio, every day, weekdays, 10 a.m. to noon. Check it out. It's, it's, uh, it's must-listen-to radio, especially everybody here at Callaway. We're always talking about it every day pretty much. Uh, great guests, great insight, and uh, let's keep it going down the home stretch. You ready, Hank? Yep. All right, here we let's, go. Let's do it. Uh, Ryan in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, great question here, I think. I've been yippy with short putts and recently started hovering the putter on these just before the stroke with some success. Do you agree with this approach or do you have a go-to tip for short putting woes? Oh boy. <laughs> well, anything that works is, is a good tip. And but one thing about the yips, you kind of need to keep a moving target. So I would probably say this, I'm glad the hovering's working, but it won't last for long. Uh, it, 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 usually what, what you see with people who have the yips is they have it in, in one hand or the other meaning a right-handed player typically has it in his right hand. A left-handed player typically has it in, 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 in his left hand. But, but sometimes you'll see it in the, in the eye. You'll see a right-handed player that has a, a, a yip in the left hand. Or you might see a player who has the yips in both hands. That's the first thing that you have to diagnose. And the way, and the way you do it is you, you get around about a six-foot putt. And you have the player hit the putt with one hand only, first with your right hand, then with your left hand, and you're, and you're looking for, and you're trying to feel if you're doing it yourself, whether or not there's a little twitch or a little hitch in your, in your get-along as you, as you hit that, that putt. Uh, and, uh, well, if it's, in your, if it's in your right hand and you're a right-handed player, 
the best thing you can do is, is employ some kind of a grip where your, your palm is not facing the target. So it might be a claw grip or a saw grip or what they call a pencil grip. But just orientate your hand so that it's not facing exactly uh, to the target. Most of the time when people have problems with short putts, they've got the yips. And most of the time when they yip, it's in one hand or the other. Usually it's in the, in the bottom hand. And you can adjust your hand to a different grip position and it'll be amazing how fast it smooths out your stroke now if you if you've got it in both hands you got a little little different issue you got to mm-hmm. look for another alternative method i mean the one that webb simpson's using right now kind of the matt kuchar mm-hmm. uh, putting grip where you you, you run the, the shaft up your arm and your left arm and then also have the 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 right hand in a, a, a saw or claw position, that's a great one if it's in both hands. But for most people, it's going to be in one hand or the other. And just adjust your grip, use an alternative grip, and you'll you'll get some relief immediately. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, couple more quick ones. Steven in Bayshore, out on Long Island. I play some courses with really soft sand, and I struggle. What are some tips? What is the secret for for getting out of soft <laughs> sand from a greenside bunker? <laughs> you need a Callaway sure out sandwich. Oh, yeah, that's need. right. I mean, you got to get the ball out of the bunker. My thoughts on the wedges are is that wedges have been designed always for better players. I mean, it, it, to me, it's just never it's never really made sense. I mean, uh, higher handicap players use, use different irons. They use different shafts. They use you know, typically bigger heads, more weight on the bottom of the club. Uh, they use different drivers with, with different setups, maybe set up to fix a, a slice as opposed to a hook. So the weight is distributed differently. The shafts are different. The lofts are different. But yet you look at in, in players' bags and everybody has sandwiches that look the same. I don't think people have enough bounce on their sandwich. When you're getting out of soft sand and you're struggling – it could be something in your technique. You could be you could be coming in with too steep of an angle. You could be leading with the leading edge too much and not having the the, the bottom of the club hit the sand. But most likely, what what you're doing is you're using a wedge that's not great for those conditions. You need more bounce on your wedge, and and uh, and, and that's going to immediately help you a wider bottom to your wedge and one with more bounce. You're going to be better out of the sand immediately. I, w- I would check the equipment, and the, the, the yep. best wedge you can use is the Callaway Shurow wedge because mm-hmm. it will help you get out of the bunker. That's the number one goal. When you get in a bunker, you got to get out on, in one shot, just one shot only to get out to the green. So uh, that's mo- most likely an equipment adjustment will help with, with, with this question here. Yeah, and you know, Hank, you know who I've seen firsthand who just owns the Shurow wedge? I mean, I've never seen – I've never seen him go outside of 10 feet is one only Jeff Newbarth, who I think is right next to you. He is a master with the shore out wedge. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing to see. So really good stuff. I mean, it it, (laughs) it has definitely helped his confidence too. (laughs) Yeah, no, no question. Okay. A couple more, two more. Uh, We have Joe in Tarrytown, New York over in Westchester. What drills can you do to improve a full shoulder turn both on backswing and follow through? So helping with the ah, shoulder turn. 
Boy, you know, I mean, a lot of that has to do with flexibility. So the one thing you, you probably have to do is, is, is get to working out a little bit. I mean, yoga is the best thing you can do. If you if you get on a, a good program with, with yoga and stretching, you can improve your distance because you, you'll improve the arc of your swing, the, the width of your swing. You'll, you'll, you make a bigger arc, and you're going to produce more club head speed. Anybody that, that's lacking in, in turn – uh, most likely they've they've got a problem with uh, being a little bit little bit too stiff. But one thing that that helps is is to toe your feet out a little bit. A lot of people stand too straight, mm. with their toes pointed straight ahead. I like to see your your toe turned out a little bit, uh, your your back foot turned out a little, and your front foot turned out. That frees your hips up to turn a little bit more in the backswing and again in the through swing, and that also will allow you to make a, a bigger shoulder turn. So just a little adjustment with your stance. But uh, in all likelihood, a little stretching would help as well. All right. We have one and then a bonus. Zach Eastchester. I don't carry a low lofted iron, but I would love to hit a stinger shot off the tee. Can you hit it with something like a three wood or would I need to grab an iron to hit that shot? No, you can you can hit the stinger with with any any club in the bag. Matter of fact, when I uh, worked with with Tiger, uh, we worked on that shot with a driver, and he 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 would hit it great on the range, but he was reluctant to try it on the course. But he still used that shot with with his three wood. Same idea. You just want to have a. a situation where you're de-lofting the club you feel like you're turning your your knuckles down to the ground coming through the shot make more of an abbreviated swing a little little less of a backswing a, a lot less of a follow through try to finish with your follow through lower where the shaft is extending down and through the shot and if you if you do that you'll flight the ball down a little bit that's a great shot a great shot to to get the ball in play and uh, you know just position it out there Obviously, a great shot in the in the in the wind as as well. All right, last one. This is the bonus question. This is from Matty V in Massapequa. He might be my brother. He might not. But this is the question: <laughs> <laughs> the most important swing thought a mid handicapper could have before each shot. What would you say it is? It, it depends on your ball flight mistake. Mm. I mean, that's the that's the thing. There's not one swing thought for everybody, but I believe that everybody should have a swing thought. This notion that you get up there and you just don't think about anything. I'm not sure who came up with that. I mean, you you have to have something you're you're thinking about, but it's always based on your your miss or or your your most likely miss or the trouble that you're that you're facing out there. I mean, if there's trouble on the right or trouble on the left, you might want a, a thought that will help you to avoid avoid that. Uh, spot that you're trying to, you know, stay away from. I mean, you always have to have a thought. I mean, you know, Jack Dickless had a thought before every shot. Tom Watson had a thought for every shot. Uh, Tiger Woods always had a swing thought. As my Nick Faldo, they always had sw had swing thoughts. So your swing thought needs to be based on what your ball flight mistake is. And 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 you're standing up over that shot, and that you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and this and this, and it's gonna eliminate that bad spot that I go. That's how better players think, to be honest with you. They have a thought. It might be just one thing. It might be one thing in the backswing, one thing in the downswing. It might be just an overall thought. It might just be a feeling that they have. But I, I definitely believe you should should have a, a, a swing thought. There's no one swing thought for everybody, though. It depends whether you slice, whether you hook, whether you hit it fat, thin, whether you hit it too high, you hit it too low. 
and obviously uh, how you've been playing today. Where, where, and where's the trouble? You gotta, you gotta avoid the trouble. You have to avoid the big miss. Your thought has to be based on what your big miss is and what you need to do to eliminate it. So if you're slicing off the tee and you're getting over that ball, is your yep. swing thought don't slice the ball? <laughs> <laughs> well, your swing, your swing thought, your swing thought needs to be: I've got to get the club face closed relative to the path of the swing. Mm. So if you're slicing the ball. You probably have to get the path swinging more from in to out, and you have to get the club face closed earlier in your swing. You're, you know, eventually, everybody closes it, but it's too late. So I'm going to do something to get the club face to close, and I'm going to do something to get the path more from in to out. And if I do those two things, I'm going to eliminate my slice. Amazing. Hank, you just crushed the Met mailbag. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for the insight and the time. And remember, everybody, if you didn't get a question answered, Check out his show, 10 a.m. to noon, weekdays, PJ Tour, Sirius XM Radio. Hank, thanks so much, man. Um, any lasting words before we go? Oh, I mean, I, I love it. It's, all, it's always my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I hope everybody uh, has a great summer playing golf and hit some, hit some good shots because of these tips. Uh, that would uh, make me feel really good. I, I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thank you, Hank. All right, everyone. That was Hank Haney, world-renowned instructor and obviously – uh, the longtime instructor of one Tiger Woods. A lot of majors won with him. And remember, if you didn't get your question answered, I apologize. We had a little bit of a time restraint. But you could always go to the Callaway community. That's callawaygolf.com community. There is an entire message board devoted to your questions, your swing questions, your equipment questions. If you have a fitting question, if, you're, if you have a question you're going to get fit, you don't know what to look for, what different characteristics should be for each club, whatever it may be. Any sort of golf-related question, just go callawaygolf.com community. Sign up if you're not a member. Uh, there's people talking every single day. There are Callaway experts on there every single day to answer your questions. I'll be on there answering your questions. Hopefully, you don't get an answer from me, but um, hopefully, it's one of, the, uh, one of the experts. But make sure you check that out, and if it's an equipment issue, um, you're going to be on CallawayGolf.com already. Uh, check out the latest golf balls, uh, clubs. Uh, the technology that, that we have there is meant to help you become a better golfer, enjoy the game more. Uh, so thank you very much for listening to this episode. We will be back next month with a brand new Around the Med podcast. So until then, hit them straight. Thanks a lot. <laughs>